Folks, I want to read a verse to you in Matthew chapter 24, verse 36 says, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But then listen to verse 37. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Friend, when you hear that phrase, as the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Noah, what comes to your mind? I'm afraid for a lot of folks out there, especially our, 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 friend, our, our fellow prophecy ministries, something else comes to mind. We're going to deal with that in today's show. I've got Dr. Hilton Biddle sitting here. He's got a brand new uh, little booklet and a brand new DVD that we want to tell you about. And uh, the deals with the days of Noah. You're going to be shocked when you find out what the days of Noah really mean. And you're going to be doubly shocked when you find out what the days of Noah do not mean. So, so stay tuned. All right, Brother Goodwin here. You're watching uh, Prophecy in the Spotlight. Dr. Hiltabittle is here with me. And Doc, uh, you've got a brand new booklet here. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, you sent it to me online, so I printed, I printed <laughs> off a duplicate here. I got a, I got a, uh, a pirated copy here. There you so, go. <laughs> uh, so all my notes are in this, so I'm going to be using this in case the audience wondering why I got this ugly white thing. <laughs> I didn't have the hard copy of yours right. at the time. Um, the, the pamphlet's fabulous, Doc. I Thank loved you. it. Um, I loved it. You talked about a lot of hot topics that I am very interested in, and I'm, I appreciate you doing that. And uh, you did a good job. And you also did a DVD. Um, about the days of Noah, 54-minute sermon that you preached. Where was that anyway? Uh, I think that recording was in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. Okay, and I've been there. I, just, mm-hmm. I thought I recognized the platform, yeah. but I, you know, you're getting you in so many churches, you yeah. can't remember one uh, from right. another. And uh, so, the the DVD really talked about a lot of things that are in in the pamphlet. Some similarities, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, good stuff. Great, great quality DVD, by the way. Um, the folks, uh, they had two cameras, so they would zoom in and yes. they would zoom out. Uh, good stuff. Good audio was perfect. It was great. Uh, I, when they did it, I, I, I wasn't even planning to do it, but it's kind of all fallen into place. And they put the scriptures up on the bottom, yes. on the screen. There. Well, they've done a fantastic job in editing and as well as the filming of so it. So this yes. will be a package deal. Yes. When they, uh, of course, go to Prostin Spotlight. And click mm-hmm. on Doc's bookstore. You know, we have Dan's bookstore and, and Doc's. I guess that's what they're called. I don't I know. I think so. Um, and click on your bookstore. This will be right there mm-hmm. near the top where they'll see it. And a package deal. Uh, good stuff. Um, let me read a little bit here on the, on the cover of your book. Because um, the back just basically, uh, hey, by the way, the back has a picture of our studio. Yeah, the buildings. The building, the walk-through time ministries, the studio is inside there mm-hmm. where we're sitting right yes. now. So folks might be interested to see that. Right. And uh, let me put that up there on this one, Mrs. Goodwin. If, uh, I don't know if they can see that that far away, but there's the studio up at the top there. Just an old flat roof building, right? Yeah. And uh, well, It used to be the old grocery store yeah. in this little village. But it's been transformed. Yeah, amen. And uh, it's, uh, this is all ministry here. So your ministry is, is here and uh, in our process yes. spotlight ministry. Uh, but let me read a little bit that's on the front of this. Um, it says this, As it was, so it will be. As it was, so it was. As it was, so it was, so it will be. Yeah. All right, I'm reading that wrong. Yep. As it was, so it will be. Yes. And then as it is, so it so was. So it was. 
They'll yes. understand that better yes. later on when we get going. Um, what is Jesus drawing our attention to by using these two events as illustrations? Is he talking about a return of fallen angelic activity? Is he speaking about a world deserving judgment? Is it a comparison of two men? Or is it a choice we can make in these final days? And uh, I think I know the answer here, but uh, um, you've got a picture on the front of uh, looks to be that the ark is taken off and the mm -hmm. people are holding on the rocks yeah. trying to survive. Who knows how it actually happened? Uh, right. I can picture that yes. being, I mean, the last few folks you're going to climb mountains and hills yeah. to try to, they would have not to drown. Going to higher elevations. Can you imagine living through that? And Noah's and, flood. And, and ending up perishing. Yes. And watching the ark drift away and you're, the waters are rising and yeah. you've got hours or whatever to live. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as long as you could swim or float or... Judgment of God. Yep. And then on the right, you've got a picture of Lot's wife. Not a very flattering picture of Mrs. Lot, but uh, it, she's a pillar of salt. Pillar of salt. And so the two stories are mentioned. Yes. And uh, we'll get to that in, in a few minutes here. And uh, so let's, uh, let's, uh, let's start off here. What do the days of Noah look like? That's, that's how the book starts out here. Um, what do the days of Noah look like? I know we'll get mm -hmm. into this as we go, but just briefly, what, 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 is, what is your point with this pamphlet? Well, the point is everybody has a mindset because of evolution uh, that somewhere along the line, man figured out how to make a round rock roll and how to strike two pieces of rock together and make a fire. That's, that's the mindset that mm -hmm. people have. They don't realize that Noah was uh, Adam was created with all knowledge. And uh, under the canopy, they could use 100% of their brain power. Um, so we, we have a mind today that, that it, they must have been a bunch of, uh, you know, they had to learn all the stuff that we know how to do. Hey, they were probably as advanced Definitely smarter than we are today. Now, explain briefly. You mentioned the canopy. Some of the viewers may not know. Yes, yeah, so on day number that. two of creation, God made an expanse. He separated from the waters that He brought into existence on day number one. God caused an expanse. He called it the firmament. That word firmament is rakia, means to beat out the arch of heaven in thin metal sheets. And so He engulfed what was going to become the earth. He wrapped it all in a bubble uh, of water. It's kind of like a, a vapor canopy. A vapor canopy. A vapor canopy. Yeah. Yes. And it made the atmosphere made inside the atmosphere much better. inside much better than we is today. And so life that was going to be developed on planet Earth would and be You guys have better, developed so. one of them at, at the museum yes. in Texas. Yes. Mm -hmm. You guys have developed yeah, we have a, one in our a hyperbolic museum. chamber. Hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> I knew I'd say it wrong. Yeah. Hyperbaric, chamber. hyperbaric chamber. I've been saying hyperbolic. What's hyperbolic? Yeah. Is that, who knows what I've been talking about? It's a hyperbaric chamber, and we, we, we run a lot of experiments. And, and that's why that. they lived so long. The that's why, man, even after sin, uh, lived to be an average of a thousand years. And yeah. that's why when we find the dinosaur remains from the pre-flood world, uh, because a reptile grows every day of its life, right. that's why we find dinosaurs and all that very large creatures. Yeah. Yes. But, but man, uh, Jesus is drawing our attention n not to the, not to the uh, conditions in the sense of that, but the condition of the unrighteousness that had developed by that time. Okay. So why is 
Why is the phrase the days as it was in the days of Noah? Why is it so misunderstood? Well, because I'm convinced a lot of people have over the years they've developed all sorts of theories. Um, they, they, some people believe there's a gap of time between verse one and two of Genesis. Uh, then they try to take the event of uh, of Lucifer, the record of his fall as a uh, from his position in heaven and a third part of heaven's host. And they try to put that between verses 1 and 2. Uh, all kinds of different things. You're speaking of the gap theory. The gap theory. And um, from that has developed what was called a Luciferian flood, which has no record in the Bible. And it's not, yeah. not there. So different things have developed. So when the term comes as the days of Noah, people's attention are brought to all of these other esoteric things rather than what Jesus, you got to always go to the context. And your pamphlet is going to explain what Jesus yes. meant. I what mean, was, no why did Jesus bring, why did he bring two individuals, both of them revolving around God's judgment? Noah and Lot. Noah and Lot. Why did he bring those two into the conversation? And, and so you got to get into the context of what Jesus was saying in, in the last week of his ministry at the Olivet Discourse. Now, almost any prophecy program or book that you get out there, when they talk about the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Noah, they're talking about something different than what you yes, and I believe. I, I, because it, it's all built on those, uh, those theories that men have come up with uh, that are extra biblical and not not biblically founded at all. Right. You have to go outside the Bible. You have to go outside of the Bible. They're, they're, they're in the Greek mythology. It, it's sad. Yes, really it is. is. It they is talk very about, sad. They talk about Thor. I've heard them say it. Thor mm -hmm. was a fallen angel. He was a Nephilim. Because um, they missed the whole purpose of why Jesus said what he said. Because to them, the days of Noah and the cause of the flood was not because of man's wickedness. They believe it was because of the Nephilim. They believe the it was because and the intermarriage of, with the women, and they they yeah. believe that they corrupted the whole yeah. world. So there, so in essence, they think that that's a return. They're calling it the return of the Nephilim, and and whatever they want to add to it. But hey, it makes that's not what Jesus was drawing our attention. But to it at makes all. a great sci-fi story. Yeah, and, and probably we can make a movie about probably it. Probably sells a lot of books. But but listen, you got to be in the context of what God said. I, I'm. I'm a guy that I really just believe every single word in our King James Bible is there for a reason. I wrote down here, and I was going to ask it as a question, but I think we've already answered it. But I wrote this down on the first page that I was reading in your book, because I got marks all over uh -huh. here. I said this, why is it everything keeps going back to this thing called Nephilim? I don't. Yep. I mean, the days, as it was in the days of Noah, they, they've built a whole doctrine around that. It, it's talking about going back to the time when the Nephilim ro yeah. roamed the world and they were taking yeah. wives of human women, having children with them. Yeah. All of that which is, which none is of biblically it, impossible. None of it's found in the Bible. No. They, they, they claim it is, but when, it's you, not. when you dissect those verses, it's not talking about that it's at all. It's not there at all. No. So, let me ask you this. Do you believe that we are right now in that time that Jesus was speaking of, as it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be before the coming of the Son of Man. Do you believe we're in that we're nearing, time? We're nearing that day. Yeah. Because the actual context of what Jesus was saying is in reference 
to his second coming in the days of the tribulation. Okay. So what we're seeing are precursors to that. So when you look at the context of where Jesus used that, he's talking about uh, that tribulation time. Yeah. And met, I, we're, we're at the door of this thing. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I'll just read a couple of passages mm -hmm. here out of your book. Um, these are the days of Noah. Are we living in the days of Noah? The Bible says the days of Noah will return before the Lord returns. Mm -hmm. So before the second yep. coming. Before the second coming. Uh, and down here you said, I will try to answer or shed light on these, que these questions and others like them as the topic, as the days of Noah is a very misunderstood statement yes, it from is. the Bible. And it sure is. Um, please pay close attention to the following information concerning proper biblical interpretation as this is critical to properly understand this issue. And I wrote down here, proper Bible study methods and practices is almost as important as the Bible itself. You got to, if you don't follow, if you don't follow proper rules of interpretation, you're going to end up with an improper understanding of it. So let's look at a few of them. You've got, I think you got four. I think you gave four. There's more. There's but, more, but um, four that I would call, if, if I called any of them more important than others, I, I would say these are the four, yeah. uh, not saying that others aren't important. Okay. And the first one is, uh, of course, you said let's establish some important rules. You call them yeah. rules. Mm -hmm. Just like English grammar. There are yes. grammar the rules to follow. Rules. Yeah. Yes. And, and people will get you if you don't follow them rules <laughs> in grammar, right? We all text message and everything. And, oh, yeah. and we say, we, well, they've we developed a whole wrong. new language with texting. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, number one, always find the context and keep that verse or phrase in its context. Yeah. Just take a That's few what I was saying. In order to properly understand the phrase, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be, you've got to get into the context. What, who was talking? Jesus is the one that made that statement. Where was he when he made that statement? He's on Mount Olives. What's he doing? He's teaching these men. He's giving them an understanding, not only of the times that they're getting ready to face, but primarily concerning his second coming. Because that was their main question. When are you going to establish the kingdom? Right. That was what they wanted to know. Yeah. And so he's giving them some things to look for before his second coming. So you got to get into context. Me, who's talking? Who are they talking to? And what's being said? Because there's a whole lot of promises in the Bible, Dan, that are not mine or yours to claim. When I was in Bible college, this thing came up with a couple of students that were at the college. There were a couple thousand students, and I remember this started going around. And uh, this one boy actually. Uh, cut off his mother and father, just decided he wouldn't fellowship with them anymore because he said they, you know, they, they didn't, they, they weren't Christian or they didn't love God or just something. Uh, well, he got this verse. He pulled this verse out of context. Yeah. He that hateth not his mother and father cannot be my disciple. And that's not really even what is being that's said. That's not what he's talking about. But he, if you pull that out yeah. and just read that to somebody or oh, yeah. paste it on a wall. Well, there are a lot of people. I've got to hate my mother and father no. before I can be a disciple. That's well, there's right. a lot of people that pull out. They pull promises out of the Word of God that were a plaque to individuals and say, see, that's in the Scripture. So now name it and claim it and God will put it in your yeah. bank account. Yeah. That's not keeping the Bible in context. Right. And, of course, in the context here, he's talking about our love for God should be so great and so much more important yeah. that it shadows and, and makes your love for a human, it's a even use your mother. Of, it's a use of comparisons. Yeah. 
Yes. We ought to, our love ought to be so much greater for God that our love for our mom and dad yeah. almost it's, looks like hate in comparison. But it's That's really not saying. saying we hate them. But when you but pull that out, when you pull like it that out young of boy did. And, and you can do that any way and everywhere that you want to. Yes. So number two, God is... That's why I made it number one. Number one. Context. Con context. We say this all the time. Context, context, yes. context. Amen. Uh, Genesis 6 has a context. Yes, we'll get to that yes. uh, in the book here. And the context is so important there. That's and, it. And on the DVD, I, I was jumping up and down in my chair when you... Of course, I just wrote that book, The Great Untimed Distraction. Mm -hmm. I mean, here it is right there. And yeah. you were spouting some of, my, some of the yeah. stuff that I wrote about. <laughs> and you, you were reading Genesis 6, verses 1, 2, mm -hmm. and 3. And you were pointing out and you were emphasizing certain words. Man, uh -huh. him. Uh, and, and you said, uh, I didn't see the word angel anywhere in that passage. Because yeah. it's not there. It's not it's there. It's not about angels. No. Uh, but we'll get to that. Number two, God is consistent uh, in how He uses symbolism. Yes. No matter who, you go in your Bible and you find the first place where something's used symbolically. Let's say trees. Trees are always used symbolically throughout Scripture and prophecy for a nation. It's just that simple. Yeah, the fig tree. It's all, and the fig tree. And then in Luke, He said, on all the trees. Uh, and you go to Daniel chapter 4, well, what do you see? You see the kingdom of Babylon. It's basically, it's cut down, the tree's down. Yeah. Old Nebuchadnezzar goes into the, for seven years, but there's a band put around it, and when he comes back, he's got his kingdom again. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you go to Genesis chapter 14, and the, and the sacrifice is being laid out, and Abraham's getting ready to make a, a covenant with God. But he falls asleep, so it becomes a covenant on God. So what happened? Why did he fall asleep? He's been trying to keep these birds away, the fowls. And so fowls are always symbolically used throughout your Bible as emissaries of the devil. So God's consistent. Hey, if, if he jumped all over... like the law first mentioned. Yeah, that I, that if, I he, if he jumped all over the place, we wouldn't have a consistent God. So, in other words, a, uh, <laughs> in the Bible, the first mention... Yeah. Uh, a door, and I joke about it, I joke about it in the book, a door is a door is a door. Is a, door. a door in the Old Testament is a door. Yeah. A door in the New Testament is yeah. a door. The law yeah. first mentioned. And, and it's like leaven. Why, why did the first time you find leaven? Get it out of your house. Why? Because it's always symbolic of sin. Right. But we have people today that will go over to Matthew chapter 13, and in the fourth parable there, that leaven that has slipped in among the three measures of meal, uh, they'll say that's the gospel. Yeah. Well, no, wait a minute. God's the same yesterday, today, and ever. God is consistent, not the author of confusion. And I talk about that with the word angel. Yeah. They, they are the sons of God. They said, well, the sons of God in the Old Testament is talking about angels. In the New Testament, it's, it's believers. No, no. And, and no, no. Sons of God is the sons of God is the God sons of God. God is always consistent in how He uses anything symbolically. Yeah. Yes. He's um, not the author of confusion. Real quickly, these other two, uh, no Scripture stands alone. Basically, compare yeah. Scripture to Scripture. Make right. sure you got more than one Scripture That's to back right. up something. And number four here, because we don't want to get too, too bogged down here. Let the Bible be its own dictionary. Well, I like that. The yes. Bible will define itself. It will define itself if you'll study it. Yeah. He says, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed. And so it, it takes some study, and it's a great commentary on itself. It I'm is. not saying men's work is not helpful, but I'm telling you, this is the greatest commentary. Yeah. Knowing this first, no prophecy of the Scripture is, any, is of any private interpretation. Right. 
Um, so Jesus is using the record of the times of both Noah and Lot in a relationship to the judgment surrounding them. Yes. And you give some points in the booklet here uh, about that. I think you got four points that you give. Let's just look at the first one. Um, and I think the first one is that. Jesus is using the record of the times of these two men yeah. and their relationship to him and to the judgment surrounding them. Uh, as it was in the days of Noah, uh, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man. That's Matthew 24, uh, verse 37 through 39 there. And then uh, Matthew 24, 21, for then shall be great tribulations, such as were not since the beginning of the world. And, because that's uh, the setting of him giving it. That's the context. He's talking about the judgment that's coming. So he's, he's going to compare how these two men lived in reference to the judgment of their day and how we need to be living at that judgment that's coming. Right. Okay. So that's number one. Um, and then uh, Luke, Luke 17, likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot. Yeah. So God ties the two together. Now he gives a list here. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking for them Nephilim and fallen angels in this mm -hmm. list because he explains Maybe. the Bible's its, its own commentary, like it, you said. That's right. This verse explains what he means by the days of Lot. And the same thing with Noah. He has that's a right. list with Noah. Nowhere in these lists does it say fallen no. angels were intermarrying and having children. It's all about how they were living. And it says here, uh, they, uh, it says, as it was in the days of Lot, they, they did eat. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I ate today. Did yeah. you eat today? Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily a sin, is it? No. It can be a sin if, uh, if we're <laughs> yeah. not glorifying God. But um, they did eat. They drank. And he's not, I don't think he's talking about getting drunk. I no. think he's talking about you drink yeah. to sustain yeah. life. Uh, they bought. Mm -hmm. uh, I bought some gas today. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, they sold. They planted. They builded. But, that's, but the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven. So what is, what is the context here? What is he saying about this? These are not bad things they were He's doing. He's drawing our attention to the fact that people were continuing to live life like always in spite of knowing the judgment that was coming. Exactly. Rejecting the fact, no conviction, no remorse. They're just going on living life as if it's not going to happen. But it happened. And he says in the end time, they'll be living They'll just be going on. You can warn them, and it's like water on a duck's back. No big deal. So it's a person who maybe, maybe walks the walk. He appears to be a good person. Mm -hmm. He's going about his daily life like everybody eats. He goes out to yeah. eat. He takes his yeah. wife out. He drinks and drinks water, drinks, you know, yeah. grape juice, whatever. Uh, In other words, they're just living life. Living like there's no God and no, no judgment. No, no judgment. No matter... No matter how much Noah, and not only Noah, as in the DVD that I have, uh, I mean, Noah couldn't have been the only one preaching. No. <laughs> no. Well, we're out of time, Doc. Yep. This just whets the appetite. We're going to go down deep next week in this. And uh, so go online, get the book, get the DVD. You'll love it. The DVD is great. The book is awesome. Uh, I hope you know Jesus is your Savior. I hope yes. you're ready for that trumpet to sound because He's coming soon. If you need help with that, Amen. contact us. But until next time, keep your eyes on them skies.